Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Studio 6B on a when Wednesday. <laughs> yes, it is Wednesday on a Wednesday night. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Yes, Corn Pop was. was a bad dude. Very bad dude. Oh, yeah. Slick Rick's going to do some sports tonight. Rick Delgado's going to do some news. Harry on the highway in the house tonight. It's Harry in the Harry. house. Harry is on CNN Trump duty. Harry is going to be watching, giving us live um, play-by-play, blow-by-blow of what is going on on this CNN town hall that President Trump is doing tonight in New Hampshire. The great David Zier is on site. We will have David Zier as well. I have some concerns about David Zier tonight during the show based on... <laughs> Holy so, moly. And we will be reviewing that footage of why I have some concerns to make sure David can get through the show without having to hear a clear in the, back, <laughs> in the background after he visited the, um, well, some diner up there. Yeah, either that or a courtesy flush. <laughs> so we'll get to all of that. We will be tracking the CNN town hall or uh, the CNN... I don't know. We could put a lot of names to it. We'll see how this goes. Some of you who follow me on social media today over on Twitter know how I think, what I think about this, but uh, we'll talk about that as well Well, with David Zier, see what the feeling on the ground is. Um, We'll get to news. We'll get to sports. We'll get to Harry. Harry's going to be watching, and we'll be monitoring CNN as well with the president. Um, Lots to get to today, obviously. And obviously the news of the day is uh, the Oversight Committee this morning. And what we learned basically this morning is that um, Joe Biden is the most corrupt individual to ever hold any office, not just this office. And like any good mafia boss, kept his nose with some sort of plausible deniability here as he funneled money to every family member, including his grandkids, to keep it directly coming from him. In the neighborhood so far of what we found of about $10 million. That's what we know of from four banks. James Comer says that there's about 12 that he thinks are involved. And so I watched CPI day to come out at 830. Watched that, watched a lot of the talk around that. And that was um, in line with what expect, what everyone expected and maybe just a tad cooler. So that that was good Semi-good news. It's not good news if you're going shopping. It's still not going to reflect in that, but at least it's trending in the right way for now. And then at 9 o'clock, I watched Comer. And again, if you follow me on Twitter, and I'd like to get... Did you, well, first of all, did you watch it? 
Um, I saw it after. Okay, so like, you've seen it, yeah, though. Yeah, I, I saw some of the presentation. I'm interested in everyone's first reaction. I've gotten some feedback on social media. My first reaction watching it was, um, and this could be a me problem, that I'm so jaded <laughs> to what goes on. I was watching it, and I was going, um, uh, okay, <laughs> right, yep, sure, oh, yeah. And I know I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, you weren't bowled over. I wasn't bowled over. I thought they, I thought they missed, again, these are first reactions. I've kind of, re, I've thought about it since, and I downloaded the actual document. And where I think they missed is what I'm, what I'm going to do with some, some of, with you tonight, in case some of you who have been working all day and have a lot of other things to worry about than this, is to take you through this document. And I think this is where they may have missed an opportunity. Because Comer was fine. Everybody who spoke was fine. I thought I'm Byron not, Donalds was great. Byron Donalds was excellent. And Nancy Mace, I'm going to give credit. Nancy yeah. Mace was excellent too. Mm-hmm. They all were fine, if not excellent. What they're, what they're talking about is obviously extremely important. But I, I wanted to see big, like, you know, when you win the lottery and they give you one of those big checks? Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to see big checks, big screen prints, big everything. Connecting this to that, this to... I, I wanted the whole show. You, did you want a Venn diagram, maybe? That's what would have been fine, too. Yeah, to link all the companies and the members of the Biden family and just you know, kind, of, kind, of, kind of encompass everything for you. Because I just found myself listening, and then as the next person spoke, I forgot what the last person said. Now, that could be a me problem, that I'm an idiot half, half the time, uh, which is very possible, but I just thought it was um, not as hard-hitting... As I thought it could have been. Well, that's kind of consistent for you. You do that to us all the time. So, um, <laughs> in terms of paying attention to us, uh, oh. but no, in terms, you know what, I, you know what, you know what, I think you're suffering from is probably what I'm suffering from as well, as well as most people that have been kind of following this as we go along. Is we knew most of this stuff anyway. We kind of already knew how bad it was, and I think we have an idea of what it. It's it's almost like when you read a book. And then you go to the movies to see the, the, the presentation of that book, right? And you're completely disappointed because your imagination paints, paints what you've read in a much bigger light. But the movie can't, can't really, you know, grasp that or, or even, you know, a, achieve that because it's down to the director and, and what they're limited by and, and who's interpreting. And, and, you know, your imagination is going to be much better than what they can ever put on a movie screen. So I think that's probably part of it is that... You already knew all this stuff, so you're really not seeing anything blockbuster, right? Well, I didn't. See, yeah, I didn't see anything blockbuster because right. I didn't see anything. I just was listening and watching people speak. But when I downloaded this, the actual document, which I have here, Aaron, if you want to throw up uh, on the screen, and I actually started to really go through this. And when you actually start looking at this, uh, starting with, of course, the summary. Uh, lack of transparency regarding the Biden family business deals. And then you start reading some of this stuff. The committee has reviewed thousands of bank records. The complicated network of the Biden family and associates company, Biden family members and business associates created a web of over 20 companies. Most were limited liabilities companies. Of course, the reason you would put a limited liability company in place is to hide um, you know, hide the ID behind these because that's one of the things an LLC does, especially depending on what state you open it in. Uh, then you look at the money they've received. 
companies to receive foreign funds, attempts to conceal large financial transactions. After foreign companies sent money to business associates, the Biden family received incremental payments over time to different bank accounts. These complicated financial transactions appear to conceal the source of the funds and reduce the conspicuousness of the total amounts made into the Biden bank accounts. And of course, why not just one why not just one wire for a million to one account if it was on the up and up? Well, of course, the answer is it wasn't on the up and up. And all you're hearing from the left today, these left-leaning crackpot lawyers, slip and fall lawyers, are to say, well, you got nothing that could direct, they got nothing that directly ties this to Joe Biden. And I'm thinking that's, that's, <laughs> that's the end. That's your answer. Yeah, because Ali Biden is such a great person that you need to do business with. You know, anybody with the last name Biden, oh my goodness, they're, they're, uh, they are the top of the top when it comes to, we don't know what they do, uh, but they're awesome at it. So they created a company, and I think it was Byron Donalds who pointed this out. He's like, you know, you've got a company that doesn't do anything. It's just they're receiving money. That's kind of a kind of a red flag. Yeah, what is the business? So the answer can't just be, oh, you did nothing here. You can't. You don't have anything directly going to Joe Biden. Well, that's kind of the point. The point is, can Joe Biden answer then why any of these wires went to the people they went to? Can he make himself available to answer those questions? Simple questions. Why did your son receive this? Why did your son's wife receive this? Why did your son's girlfriend receive this? Who's, I think, now is the ex-wife. And then oh, right. uh, why did his, uh, Bo's ex-wife, now Hunter's current wife, but former girlfriend, why did she receive it? Why did your grandkids receive money from, from the Chinese? Why did your brother receive it? Why did your brother's wife receive it? I mean, you have a family here with 10... 11, 12 members, whatever it is, that all received incoming wires in incremental. So, yeah, we don't have anything that goes to Joe. Okay, so then Joe can answer exactly why all the people that we do have them on, why they went to them. Can Joe make himself available to answer those questions? Of course not. Of course not. And those would be simple questions. Well, I think and those are the questions that Joe Biden should have to answer. Yeah, and even a simpler question is drag these family members in under oath. What did, you, what did you do for this money? Can you explain it? What is your business? How did you get this contact? How did you, well, can we see a contract where you signed a deal and you provided a service or a product? Is there any service or product that you have, uh, Joe Biden? Uh, oh, the Joe, the Joe Biden product. That's what it is. Pop, pop. Now, Joe Biden has clearly, at the most basic level, lied about all of this forever. He says the bank transfers are not real. He says no one received any money. <laughs> bank well, we, now, we now have the bank records. <laughs> Come on, Damien. Come on. So, I Come mean, on. these should be easy questions for Joe to ask. But, but not only will he not answer them, he'll never be asked them. Because Joe Biden, after all of this in the morning dropped... The only places that covered it, by the way, were Fox, and I believe us for some of it this morning. I happened to watch it on Fox, because that's, that's where, who was covering it. And they covered the whole thing, soup to nuts, A to Z, every word. And every speaker was good. But other than them, nobody covered it. Then Biden went and gave a speech, 
his mumbling, lying speech about the economy and what the Republicans want to do and all the same nonsense. It'll be in crazy town today. Then he actually goes to the airport. So now all of this has happened all day. Some people are talking about it. Most are not, but it's all been out there. Everybody knows about it. Joe gets to get on Marine One at the airport and walks over to the gaggle of uh, pathetic reporters sitting there. He took more questions from them than he has in probably a year. He stood there with them for probably a good 10, 15 minutes. Not one question from any of those reprobates sitting there in the media about anything that Comer covered this morning. Not one question. What did you mean at the border? What are you doing this? What did you have for lunch? Where are you going now? What's the vice president? Not a single question about James Comer this morning from the Pravda media as he's getting ready to board Marine One. I mean, the protection that this guy has from the media and from the deep state is just, um, and from every Democrat lawyer around this country, is quite stunning today on display. Did you see his gaggle before he got on no, Marine One? I, I didn't see that, but you know why? Because he can't talk about it. They're all involved. And if he goes down... Um, Who cares? You can ask him the question. He's, he's taking them with him. You, you, you think Joe Biden's going to take responsibility for anything? No way. Never that has. guy did it. That guy. This one did it. That one did it. He's taking everybody with him. It's, it is, it's the, by far the biggest story of the day, of the year, of the cent- it's gonna It's the biggest. It's I don't the, care if he can answer it or not. Yeah. How about ask him the question as he's standing there? One of you, grow a set and ask him something. Not one thing. All right, we'll get to New Hampshire. David's here. We'll see what's going on in the town hall. Harry on the highway will keep us up to date. Live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday. Live from Studio 6P on a Wednesday night. We just popped in and listened during the commercial break to what's going on in New Hampshire. And currently, um, Caitlin Collins is uh, trying trying to play the tough guy with President Trump. Oh, she's ex- she's extremely rude. <laughs> My man. Telling, it's like uh, the first thing I thought of was like, stop being so rude. Shut up for a right. while. Telling, um, telling him what what the role of the vice president is on January 6th uh, <laughs> as the president pro temp of the Senate trying to explain the Constitution to the president. and uh, <laughs> That's futile. On, futile. What, on what Mike Pence's role that day is, which we've talked about on this show, is it's not really truly defined. And the idea, as we've also talked about on this show, that the electors that came to Congress, the, the, the founders, and of course the, um, the founders and writers of our Constitution, if they could have ever imagined electors coming to congress in the way that they did in 2020 they would all be rolling in i'm sure did roll over in their graves and the idea that the state legislatures had the power taken away from them from mark elias and democrat hack lawyers that went into these states 
leading up to the election, which is why my contention always has been as much as much as we want to talk about dead voters and machines and all that, and that's all well and good, there was as much fraud before Election Day as there was on Election Day. And the idea that those electors that came to Congress could not have been challenged, given what happened in the state legislatures and some of the what was pending, Supreme Court, state Supreme Court decisions still pending, maybe possible Supreme Court, Supreme Court uh, action to be taken up or not to be taken up. Uh, I, I don't think it's as clear-cut as uh, Caitlin Collins is trying to make it. Oh, no, he doesn't have that power. Oh, really? <laughs> maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. It's not, very, it's not very clear. What is clear is that two set of electors certainly could have come to Congress. That we know. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that. We'll see what's going on. In the meantime, let's get to some other stuff. Let's do some sports. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. MyPillow.com slash LFS6B. Use our code at checkout to save 10 to 60% off. MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free. Slick Rick, what's going on? Well, what else is clear is that two NBA teams in blue cities are in a must-win situation tonight, Big D. The Knicks are in Madison Square Garden hosting the Miami Heat in Game 5. Down three games to one. Four games and you're out. They're uh, right now trailing the Miami Heat 33-32 with six and a half to go in the second quarter. Plenty of time there. And then the Lakers go out to San Francisco and take on the Golden State Warriors. Uh, that's another big one with the uh, Warriors tra- trailing three games to one. They need to stave off elimination. Uh, NHL, Maple Leafs and Panthers. The Toronto Maple Leafs, another team down three games to none, looking to stave off elimination in Florida. Uh, they they right now lead one nothing. 13 and a half to go in the second period. And last but not least, the Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers battle up in Edmonton in the Great White North. Uh, that's a 10 p.m. puck drop on ESPN. That will be game four with the Vegas Knights up two games to one, looking to take a commanding lead back to Vegas and cash in their winnings and move on to the conference finals. So we'll see what happens there, Big D. I will track those games all night. Major League Baseball just zipped through a few scores. Orioles two zip over the Rays, bottom of the sixth. In the mid middle of the sixth, the Mets lead the Reds two to one. Red Sox leave the Braves one nothing. Top four, bottom second. Royals over the White Sox four to one. Bottom of the third, Twins over the Padres, one nothing. Cardinals lead the Cubbies, 2-zip, top of the third. Finals from earlier today, Yankees with a big win, 11-3 over the A's. Uh, Rockies down the Pirates, 4-3. And Tigers blank the Guardians, 5-zip. Dodgers over the Brewers, 8-1. Marlins over the Diamondbacks, 5-4. Rangers over the Mariners, 4-3. Nationals over the Giants, 11-6. Phillies, 2-1 in 10 over the Blue Jays. And the Astros top the Angels, 5-4. Boy, a lot of matinee games today, big day. Uh, we get to, uh, I'll do one story quick here. Georgia Bulldogs decline White House invite after winning national championship. Wow. This is Paul Boyer Breitbart. Yeah, well, yeah, I think there's more to this story mm-hmm. than they're gonna, I'm going to read, but there's more to this. The Georgia Bulldogs will once again not visit the White House after winning the national championship. A spokesman for the Georgia Bulldogs athletic department said that the team, the date suggested for the visit would simply not be feasible. Unfortunately, the date suggested is not feasible given the student-athlete calendar and time of year, the spokesman said. However, we are appreciative of the invitation and look forward to other opportunities for Georgia teams moving forward. Georgia coasted to a dominant win over uh, TCU in January, winning the national championship 65-7. to The school did not attend the White House last year. Initially, President Joe Biden declined to invite the team this year due to coronavirus safety precautions, a move that defensive lineman Warren Brinson criticized on Twitter. The Biden administration later invited the team after a request
request signed by U.S. Representative Earl Leroy Buddy Carter, as well as Senators John Ossoff and uh, Raphael Warnock. Warnock. Uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, led by head coach Kirby Smart, completed the historic season in which they accomplished a 15-0 record and won their second national championship in the same number of years. But apparently, Big D, they don't want to go to the White House, and I think there's a little more to that story than meets the eye. I really do. And then it's just a scheduling situation. Um, and that's a wrap in sports. Big D, I have a couple of good stories coming up later, including Bo Jackson. All right, Slick Rick, very good. We'll do some more sports. Let's throw up my uh, screen, Aaron. So let's get to a couple of what we are, what's already been made public uh, from the president tonight. Here's how this thing opened. President Trump, thank you for your time thank here tonight. You. We got a, a great crowd here in New Hampshire, a lot of voters uh, with a lot of questions about what your 2024 term would look like, what another Trump term would look like. We'll get to the voters shortly, but your poll show that you are dominating the Republican race right now, but you are also under active federal investigation for trying to overturn the 2020 election results. Your first term ended with a deadly riot at the Capitol, and you still have not publicly acknowledged the 2020 election results. Why should Americans put you back in the White House? Because uh, we did fantastically. We got 12 million more votes than we had in, uh, as you know, in 2016. Uh, I actually say we did far better in that election. Got the most uh, that anybody's ever gotten as a sitting president of the United States. Uh, I think that uh, when you look at that result and when you look at what happened during that election, uh, unless you're a very stupid person, you see what happens. A lot of the people, a lot of the people in this audience, and maybe a couple that don't, but most people uh, understand what happened. That was a rigged election, and it's a shame that we had to go through it. It's very bad for our country. All over the world, they looked at it. And uh, they saw exactly what everyone else saw. You look, even if you just look recently, with the 51 intelligence agents, that made a 16-point difference. Uh, if you look at the but FBI, if you look at the FBI and uh, Twitter, uh, they call it Twitter files, made a big difference. If you look at Mr. President, the vote, back to what you just said there, though, it, it was not a rigged election. It was not a stolen election. You and your supporters lost more than 60 court cases on the election. It's been nearly two and a half years. Can you publicly acknowledge that you did lose the 2020 election? Let me, let me just go on. If you look at True the Vote, they found millions of votes on camera, on government cameras, where uh, they were stuffing ballot boxes. So with all of that, I think it's a shame that what happened, I think it's a very sad thing for our country. I think it's a very sad thing, frankly, for the world, because if you look at what's gone to our country, our country has gone to hell. Our borders are bad. Our military has been bad. You look at the taxes, you look at inflation, what's happened to inflation. It's just destroying our country. Well, that's how it started. <laughs> and you can see the tact that Caitlin Collins is going to try to take. Right. Yeah, good luck. Um, yes, good luck with that. Good. But uh, I'm assuming that's going to continue. I, can, I see as the live feed in front of me. Now she's onto the civil trial. Uh, Harry, that's what they're talking about now, the civil trial, that just this, this scam that just went on in New York. Sounds like that's what they're talking about now. So they're going to they're gonna just use this opportunity to, um, to basically try to go through all of the Democrat operative things going on to try to keep him from running or, or, or something to that effect, I guess. We'll see if they get to any policy. But... Um, well, now it looks like he's going to take a question from someone. So we'll see if the questions are clearly been planted. Oh, sure. Or we'll see. We'll see. So they're going to... Well, we'll see. This is, uh, this is what we have so far. We've got a couple other clips. 
uh, that, that are out there, and we'll play those for you when we get back. We'll do some news as well, live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday. in the great Harry on the highway, Harry Oates, to um, monitor CNN and make sure uh, we're on crack on top of everything, uh, our crack staff here, Harry yes. Oates. Yes. Let's see. Uh, let's Har- see Harry's Oh, on. I just came back from the rest oh. stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, here he comes. Harry's not on crack. I asked, Harry, I asked for him in the last segment. He's like, we go to an empty chair. Right? So I have no idea what's going on in the CNN town hall. This is the only job you have tonight. And I go to you, and you're not there. Where, where, where were you? Tell me right now, or I'll put you under oath. Raise your right hand. In the bathroom. Oh, okay. Put him under oath. That's where right, I saw right, him. In the bathroom. The That's acceptable. And okay. it's weird, because he tried to talk to me. I'm like, Harry, I don't want to have a conversation in the can. <laughs> oh, you were there, too. He was oh, at the rest stop. The I told you, Harry on the rest stop. Okay, yeah. fine. All right, Harry. Harry so on the can. Back to your job now. We know he's taking questions. He just took a question on the debt. Um, and the question before that, um, was, I'm not, where's Harry? I'm not exactly sure what it was, but <laughs> so I, I guess from all, in, I guess social media is saying right now he's wiping the floor with Caitlin Collins, which doesn't oh, yeah. surprise me as she tries to sandbag him about every five seconds. Well, she's kind of a lightweight to begin with. And then she tries to interrupt. It's like, he's in the middle of a, he's in the middle of an answer and she's like, but Mr. President, it's like, look, shut up. Just stay there. Stay in your lane. You know, you got one job, ask a question and then shut up because people want to hear him speak. They don't want to hear you interrupt him. Yeah. Uh, Rising U.S. debt and the threat of default is what they're talking about right now. Uh, Before we do the news with Rick, let's let's hear one more clip that went on earlier in the um, earlier in this debate, of course, still focusing on January 6th. when When they went to the Capitol and they were breaking into the Capitol, smashing windows, injuring police officers. Why did you, why did it take you three hours to tell them to go home? I don't believe it did. Oh, let me pull it out. I have to pull it out. <laughs> so, so if you look at it's the printout on January 5th, the day before, I said, please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. Stay peaceful. This was the day before, and this was in the form of Twitter. Now use truth, truth social. I think it's far superior, okay? I hope everybody's on I hope everybody's on truth. Uh, if you look, January 6th, it's at two, before 2.30. I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. This is right after, as it was happening. But what happened is they took it down. I don't know why. I think they took it down because it was so good. They didn't like it being up there. (laughs) I am asking, this is, and we didn't know until I got it back because now I have 90 million people waiting for me to go back, but I'm on truth and I'm staying on truth. Listen, 
I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. No violation. We want no violation. We want no violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Thank you. That was at 2.30. That was very early. Mr. President, I looked at the same time. Okay, so then she tries to go back and forth, but there you go. So Trump came prepared with the receipts. Yep. It sucks when they throw the facts right at a reporter's face and then the reporter tries to lie about it. That's not your job, Caitlin. Stay in your lane. Yeah. All right, let's do some news. We'll get back to this. We'll continue to monitor it. We'll hopefully get to David Zier for some feedback there from uh, New Hampshire as well. Uh, let's do the news. News is brought to you by Early Treatment Meds, all one word, earlytreatmentmeds.com. Rick Delgado, what's going on? All right. Well, um, the mysterious Grim Reaper has been unmasked, Damon. Ooh. Remember you, oh. <laughs> you talked about that yesterday? I, did a, I, ha- I had to look it up. <laughs> Can you pull up the, because when I saw the video, when you told me about it yesterday, we, we're doing it on there. I was dumbfounded. I was like, oh my goodness, it really did look like the Grim Reaper. You don't follow me on Twitter, do you? Or you don't, you don't um, watch our Twitter, you don't watch our Twitter enough. We're on Twitter? We already oh. saw, I already solved the mystery. <laughs> Oh, so you can give me your version. I'll give you mine next second. Go ahead. All right. Well, as 20 million more people tuned in to watch the King's coronation on Saturday, May 6th, only a handful of eagle-eyed viewers spotted a mysteriously cloaked figure holding a sickle mm-hmm. or a skith uh, walking through Westminster Abbey. The clip of the moment went viral online with viewers joking that it had been the Grim Reaper, a mythical character known as Death Personified, who collects souls after they die. Death Personified Grim Reaper. Got it. Yes. Uh, Social media users were left asking whether the figure was someone pulling a prank, knowing the coronation was being televised, or if it's just some random passerby. Well, contacted by Newsweek, Westminster Abbey identified the figure as a burger. Mm -hmm. I knew it was Burger King. (laughs) <laughs> no, not Burger King, a Verger, V-E-R-G-E-R, member of the Abbey community who assists with religious services but is not a member of the clergy. A Verger is sometimes seen carrying a rod, like in this case he was, uh, before a bishop or a dean as a symbol of the office. Hmm. I don't so, think your story is accurate. How, how do you, why do you say that? Because I solved it myself. Where did you solve it? Oh, there, there it is. There it is. <laughs> that that's it. It was there's uh, the Grim Reaper right there. <laughs> that's you, it. You mean uh, Diane Feinstein? Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, but she can't walk anymore. <laughs> well, no, I'm that telling you, that was, I'm telling you, that was her. So I there maybe you go. That was Pelosi. <laughs> so. She's halfway there. She can float. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that that's uh, that's what it was. I think so. Uh, I'll stick with my story uh, over uh, yours. But I mean, unless she was riding a broom, I don't know. No. Oh. I'll just leave that out there. Hey, speaking of uh, the Grim Reaper, Senator Feinstein has returned to the Capitol and cast her first vote since February. Mm. Yes, the 89-year-old California Democrat, she will be working a lighter schedule. What a surprise. Um, due to her her illness, uh, she cast her first two votes on the Senate floor Wednesday afternoon after nearly three-month absence due to health issues. Upon her arrival, On Capitol Hill, she was assisted into a wheelchair and greeted by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Feinstein told reporters that she feels much better. I don't know how she could. Uh, She did not answer any questions about why she decided to return or respond to calls from critics to resign. The two votes were the first Feinstein had cast since February 16th. I don't know if you've seen the picture of this, Uh, them wheeling her in. it, It don't look good. I mean, I don't like to make... I love to make fun maybe of people. We, maybe we need to go re-go over the uh, 
<laughs> the, what what I just put up that was the picture of Diane Feinstein. No, I understand that, but, oh. but see, uh, not this is the picture I'm seeing, which is way worse. It's like a front-on full picture, and uh, like I said, I love to make fun of people. Uh, I feel bad making fun of her right now. Okay, it's over. She looks terrible. <laughs> Feinstein said in a statement Wednesday afternoon that she's back in Washington and she'll be working a lighter schedule, but she will resume her duties. She said, even though I've made significant progress and was able to return to Washington, I'm still uh, experiencing some side effects from the shingles virus. My doctors have advised me to work a lighter schedule as I return to the Senate. I'm hopeful those issues will subside as I continue to recover. Mm-hmm. And what's amazing is that uh, most people would think, let's just keep old Diane there because, shock, not shockingly, I guess, just the state of the Democratic Party, if she was to, God forbid, ha- something was to happen, you would probably get an even more uh, left-wing crackhead uh, socialist than even she is. Right. It's, it's like the Cuomo thing. Be careful what you wish for. We finally get Cuomo out of New York and we're stuck with Hulk. Oh, oh. Would you sign a federal abortion ban into law is currently the question on the CNN town hall. So that, and I'll be interested to hear his response there on yeah. that because he has uh, in recent times said that he doesn't see a place for the federal government in, in this as far as getting a, a nationwide uh, abortion ban, which I would think is not going to be the position of most conservatives, even though it's now back to the states, which I think most people think is where it should be, but right. that doesn't mean that some states should be allowed to kill kids. So I'm interested in his answer there. So, All right, what else is going on in the news? All right, well, do you know who Byron Allen is? Yeah, of course. He's a comic, right? Yeah. He's also, uh, I, I guess he's pretty freaking wealthy, it turns out. Yeah, he's I a, think he owns the Weather Channel. Yeah, he's a media oh. mogul, and, he, and he, is, uh, he is taking McDonald's to court. The media mogul has hit the corporation with another lawsuit. I didn't even know about the first one. And is seeking, check this out, $100 million in punitive damages for McDonald's allegedly violating a California anti-fraud law against making false promises. This is coming uh, to us according to Reuters. For a second go-round, the filing alleges that McDonald's refuses to advertise with black-owned media. I don't know if that's true. I've seen a lot of McDonald's commercials. I'm going to I'm going to hold my uh, judgment on that. Back in May of 2021, McDonald's shared that it would increase its ad revenue from 2% to 5% by 2024, the outlet discloses. However, Allen's Enterprise Studios Network and the Weather Group LLC claims that the commitment wasn't true. Allen backs his claim by saying that Allen Media Group covers 90% of black-owned media. He said, during the Black Lives Matter movement, oh, you know where this is going, hundreds of corporations made pledges to black America. McDonald's is one of those corporations that has lied and made false promises. Um, So he's suing because they decided to change their mind, I guess. I don't know. Byron Allen's, uh, according to McDonald's, this is what they say. Byron Allen files baseless lawsuits as a part of a public smear campaign against our company to try to line his pockets, McDonald's shared in a statement. We will not be coerced into these terrorism act tactics and defend ourselves vigorously. As previously reported by Afrotech, Allen first sued McDonald's for $10 billion. I didn't hear about this one. In 2021 for racial discrimination and refusing to contract with his uh, entertainment group and weather group in violation of federal and state law so we'll see where this goes i don't know he went from 10 billion to 100 million i think he's just looking for cash at this point 
Uh, Aaron, let's go to Harry Oates. Let's see how he's uh, hard he's working in the chair there. Let's see what Harry thinks about the CNN town hall. Let's see. Uh... Oh, Harry's on the phone, I guess. He's not on the phone. He's sleeping. I think he's listening to it. He's taking a nap. Oh, he's listening to the town hall. He's listening intently. Okay, very good. I'm in the same room, and he's not hearing me. Okay, Harry's working hard. I think he's watching the movie. Harry just said, wow. He's going to run DeSantis ads. Okay, Harry, what's the feedback so far? Well, they went to the first commercial break, and Ron DeSantis bought an ad. Not him, one of the pack groups. Okay, that's fine. But what what about the actual? What's going on? It's it's it Trump being Trump. I mean, it, it it's he's, you know, the the abortion thing was a little sticky. Um, In what way? He wouldn't give a firm answer. How would would, would you know? Would, he would sign you sign it into abortion? federal law? Yeah. Right. And right. and you know he was just saying it's whatever's best for the country. Whatever's best for the country. Okay. So that was that. Um, Caitlin Collins still interrupting him every 10 seconds? No, no, no. She learned to uh, give him time <laughs> to speak because he's just dom- he's dominating the stage. Right. He has no question. Uh, he's getting the, you know, pretty much the same points out that he normally does, certainly at the rallies. Uh, about electric, you know, we went from $1.87, almost as high as $9. How can we keep doing this? Uh, what if, when you get into office, what are we going to do about our natural resources? We're going to drill, we're going to drill, we're going to drill, we're going to drill. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very good. Harry's on the case. He'll continue to monitor what's going on there. I think we should hear from the great David Zier soon. I'm sure he's got a lot more. Uh... Okay. If David's ready, I have a yeah, I'm going to try to reach out to him and see. I think he's got enough now that they're in commercial break. Maybe we can get him on. I'm going to check and see. Okay. Very good. We have some footage to show from David Zier, too. He got some interviews while he was in New Hampshire earlier today. We'll play a couple of those. We'll ask him about it. We'll do some more news. We'll do some sports. Crazy town coming up. We got a WTF of the day. We got an Is This English? We got a lot to do live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday. We're back right after this. at the Red Hour Diner here. I have a little preemptive strike here with my sugar-free tums. You ready? All right. I'm ready to go for the Trump Tower Burger. 
We got two patties in between two grilled cheese sandwiches and fried mac and cheese. Let's see if I can keep it all together. You ready? Uh, I already ate breakfast, by the way, so this is round two. Uh, let's check it out, you ready? Oh my God. That's extraordinary, folks. You gotta come to the Red Hour Diner, smack in the middle of downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, and we're gonna be bringing you live coverage tonight of the town hall for Trump and St. Anselm College. We'll be back. Six B. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's go live to New Hampshire now, where I hope we have an, uh, an AED machine next to uh, <laughs> next to uh, the great David Zier after eating. That. Hey, All right, he's standing. Oh, All right, he's upright. Okay, good. All right, David. Looks like he made it through the Trump Tower burger. He's still standing, yeah, Mr. Zier. I had great concerns about you after I saw that. How are we doing? He didn't die suddenly. Uh, I'm. I am great. I am great. You know, I had a big egg white omelet before I ate that thing, but I didn't finish it. And and then I went back to the no, hotel and the I ran a mile and a half. I did 80 push-ups. I did leave a bite. And uh, <laughs> it was extraordinary, though. And the people at the Red Aerodyna, they've been there 101 years. Kyle Petty, Kevin Costner, every presidential candidate's come through there. I had breakfast next to the governor, Chris Sununu, who had breakfast with Chris Leach. The, um, Lich, the CNN CEO and would not come over and do an interview with Rav because I guess a few people on the network were calling him out for his criticism of Trump and saying that Trump's a four-time loser. Uh, but Chris Sununu is pretty nice. He's popular here in a way, but not in many ways. And people want action on fentanyl, on parental rights, on school choice. And, um, you know, I, I think the, the audience is doing pretty good questions uh, tonight to Trump. Uh, but this... Um, commentator she's out of her league and she's a smarmy little witch apparently whoa 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 all right caitlin collins is is moderating this and she's trying to play the the role of tough guy obviously yep um but uh it seems like we haven't we're not obviously watching it so we, we're seeing some clips seems like she's trying to play the role of tough guy but let me let me play devil's advocate for well, a second here with yeah. you david for a second cnn as i tweeted today has called a president trump a sexual predator a insurrectionist a white supremacist a you can go through every name in the book they've attacked his wife they've attacked his kids they've promoted people like michael avenatti every trump hating loser has gotten more airtime on cnn over the years i mean you can't treat another human as badly as cnn has treated them why is he doing this i know his video of of they want the Trump ratings, and they made me a deal they couldn't refuse. I hope part of the deal was that they maybe would stop calling him a white supremacist and an insurrectionist and a sexual predator and a murderer and all the other things they've called him. Why is he there? Is this going to end up being a good thing for him? Or, or give me your thoughts on that. I, I think he's hit it out of the park so far. And don't forget that CNN gift-wrapped in 2021 a town hall for Joe Biden 
and gave him, uh, you know, a gift. And then Donna Brazile gave the questions to Hillary Clinton, you know, for her uh, town hall. And don't forget that the Parkland shooter, ROTC, uh, in the shootings, the ROTC student who saved many lives that day would not participate because CNN wanted him to have like an anti-gun script. And uh, CNN has not been honest. And between Don Lemon and everybody, it's been incredible. Now, I will give them some credit. They did let independents and Republicans uh, ask questions tonight. Independents are 40 percent in New Hampshire, but they're open carry gun rights. It's a very conservative state in many ways. Um, and they also um, have, you know, 31 percent Republican, uh, 30 percent, 31 percent Democrats. But the Republicans uh, got to ask questions. And I thought the questions from the audience so far have been great. I think Trump has, has uh, you know, just totally dominated uh, her because she um, is out of our league, I believe. Completely. And yeah, she's been really no, nasty to the There's no doubt about that. The current question on the table is do you support military aid to Ukraine and how would you uh, handle Putin differently? That's the current question that's on there. Um, but you're right. Uh, she's out of her league. But CNN has to be happy to, to have some viewers tonight. So I guess that's a positive. They actually <laughs> have some people watching. <laughs> Well, this is the Super Bowl for CNN, and oh, I yeah. think they can win back a lot of people. I think they picked the wrong interviewer, because you could have somebody ask tough questions, but they need to be respectful of the former president and probably the real president. You know, let's see where that goes. But, you know, um, I, I think that uh, Trump is great on his feet. And like I said earlier, and throughout the day in Davenport, he took nine questions impromptu from pro-Trump people in the audience. But then he took more questions from the Armory in Manchester two weeks ago from people, including a tough question from uh, Wesley Felix, who was, uh, in the gun, who was the gun shop owner who the ATF and his, uh, in, in, that he says he has proof, used fake, um, you know, uh, FFLs. Uh, and, and sold guns, and they were used to kill our Customs and Border Patrol agents, and he didn't feel Trump acted, you know, uh, like he promised to when he took office. And Trump addressed the question, and he said yes. He said, you know, when I get back in, I promise you I will take care of this. He's not afraid of anything. So I think it's apparent that this could backfire on CNN. Uh, in some ways it may help, but I think it could backfire because I can't hear it for the last five minutes I'm doing this hit, but... Trump's been really good so far. Yeah, well, like we'll, let, we'll let you get back in to monitor the rest, and then maybe, I don't know, what uh, I think it's, if, if you're around before 10 o'clock and you want to give us a wrap-up, uh, I'd like to ask you about the two interviews you did with the state reps up there. We may play them here within the next hour, so if you have time before 10 o'clock, maybe jump back with us. But uh, we'll let you get back in there. The great David Zier. David, thanks so much for giving us a few minutes. Happy to be here. All right, the great David Zier. Maybe we'll try to get him back for the end of the show. And if not, not. It was great to have him on. But um, seemingly that, uh, like he said, um, she's overmatched. Yeah. Trying to play role of tough guy, which, you know, I guess you can't be surprised. But um, probably would have been better to know, know, the, know your role, uh, know the room, and know who you're going up against and let him talk. Yeah, exactly. There, there's one way to handle it. Ask the question, then shut up. Get out of the way. Yes. Because you trying to pull a Jim Acosta is not going to work. Uh, it did work for Jim Acosta. So it's definitely not going to work for Caitlin. Right. Caitlin you're, not, you're not going to prove how smart you are. Right. That, that's, we, we know the propaganda that 99.9% .9 of the time comes out of your mouth because we've heard it throughout COVID in the press briefing room and everything else. So right. you're not going to all of a sudden change your stripes for us tonight. Yeah. And the fact that you tried to say, oh, well, it took you three hours to respond. And he shows you the printout of his tweet from uh, 30 minutes after he finished speaking. Uh, again, uh, stay in your lane.
Know your role. Resident with receipts, baby. Yeah. Always. Yeah. All right. We will continue to monitor what's going on here during the break. Right now, I think they're talking still about the war in Ukraine and uh, Vladimir Putin, whether he would be considered a war criminal. They asked him that. Uh, we'll be we'll see if we can find some clips. They just went to commercial in the town hall. We're about to do the same. Hour two. Lots to get to. Still coming up live from Studio 6B. We'll check in with the great Harry on the highway to get a uh, hour one report. Slick Rick will do some more sports when we get back. We'll do some more news with Delgado. Crazy Town is this English. WTF of the day. All coming up. Studio 6B, hour 2, 9 p.m. on the East Coast. Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. As always, we appreciate you giving us a couple hours each and every weekday night right here. Slick Rick's doing sports. Rick Delgado's doing the news. Harry on the highway in the house. The official CNN town hall watcher. <laughs> Harry's working extremely hard, giving yes. us live feedback. There he is. Why does it always look like he's sleeping? <laughs> I mean, uh, he's, got, he's got the headphones on, so he's, he's working, working hard. So. Uh, Aaron and Fran holding it down, as always. Lots to get to in hour two. What uh, is this English? WTF of the day. Uh, a couple interviews from David Zier from New Hampshire with some state reps there, if we have time. Uh, crazy town. Biden in New York today. New York state of mind. We'll get to that if possible. If we have time, we'll have time. Uh, we'll do some news. We'll do some sports. But, um, well, I was going to say to the audience in the chat, I wanted you to give me your um, what's your top moment of the CNN town hall. But I don't even know that I need to do that now, having not been able to watch it to know how good it's going, because I just saw. Well, I just saw this, and this tells me everything I need to know about how well the president is doing. And that would be um, <laughs> that would be this tweet from AOC. CNN should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> they have lost total control of this town hall <laughs> to again be manipulated into platforming election disinformation, defenses of January 6th, and a public attack on a sexual abuse victim. The audience is cheering him on and <laughs> laughing at the host. <laughs> well, I don't need to be watching it now to know. There you go. That tells you. Now you know why he. <laughs> now you know why he went on CNN. I'm out because it's triggering everybody that that watches that dumb network. This All falls. Of them. This yep. falls squarely on CNN. Everyone here saw exactly what was going to happen. Instead. They put a sexual abuse victim in harm's way for views. <laughs> this was a choice to platform lies about the election in January 6th with no plan but to have their moderator interrupted without consequence. <laughs> From one of the dumbest members of Congress. There you go. That tells oh, you exactly what you need to know about how this oh, thing is going. Man. 
That's is. hilarious. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, Michael Caputo, CNN is one. Just, I'm just giving you live feedback here as I see it. CNN is one of the last places any Republican would want to sit for a live interview after a terrible civil court verdict. President Trump is proving he's not afraid of anything. Fearless and effective. Fear is for other people, <laughs> not Trump. <laughs> I just saw this posted by Tim Young. Trump pulls out receipts to disprove Caitlin Collins' claim on the CNN town hall, and the crowd cheers. This is not going the way CNN wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a great one from our friend Michael Knowles, friend of the show, first guest we ever had. On the bright side, Libs, at least now you can prosecute Trump for murdering CNN. <laughs> so there you go. Um, there you go. CNN's getting what the, probably they deserve here. <laughs> and um, oh, this is this is some funny funny stuff. Oh yeah, some yeah. of some of it you can't read because <laughs> people really don't uh, like An- Angie Wong, who appears on um, this network quite a lot. Imagine Joe Biden taking questions from the opposition for an hour unscripted. <laughs> yeah, my imagination couldn't stretch that far either. All right, let's check in with Harry Oates here. Oh, I, Harry's... Got, I got one more. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> from ZZZ. Uh, so apparently Caitlin Collins didn't think Big Daddy was going to be bringing receipts. <laughs> Big Daddy. <laughs> Come on, Big Daddy. All right, let's go to Harry Oates. Harry, what's the uh, what's the live uh, what's the live feedback right now? What's going on? It, it's getting nasty. I mean, oh. uh, they're standing up now, right? So they're both standing up. They they came back from commercial break. They're standing, and uh, it, he just called her. You're a nasty person. You're a very <laughs> nasty person. Good for him. The audience just went crazy. Okay. All right. So it's yeah. uh, no, it's, you can't it's, put it on. It's becoming more and more Trump's game here. The nastier it gets, she's going to get more uh, rattled and he's going to feel more at home. Yeah, he's feeling more at home because he's, you know, he's, listen, anybody that stands up and uses your hands and talking and and they're they're very close to each other, you know, they're standing. he just keeps going, you're a very nasty person. <laughs> very nasty. And he's right. Kevin Downey Jr., of course, who you know very well oh, from this show, right says Trump is pounding this CNN chick yeah. on her home field. David Brody, uh, Caitlin Collins, 10 Red Bulls, <laughs> President oh. Trump, one, one cool cucumber. <laughs> Donald J. Trump crushing it tonight. <laughs> Darren J. Beatty says in a serious country, Caitlin Collins would be serving cocktails at a second-rate <laughs> casino. <laughs> Abe Greenwald says Caitlin Collins is doing a great job, but Trump is bizarrely talented. <laughs> so even the left can't just say something nice about uh, Caitlin Collins. Wow, is this Rick Wilson from the? Uh... Yeah, it's from the. Uh... Really? Huh. Lincoln Project. Even he, even he's chiming in. He's got total control of this interview, and Caitlin Collins is getting utterly incinerated. And this guy hates Trump. Oh my God, he hates him with a passion. Yeah. All right, very good. So we'll continue to get live feedback here, Harry. If you hear anything just juicy, let us know. Uh, but meanwhile, let's do some sports since we didn't do any in the last segment. And here with that, uh, brought to you by Mike Lindell and My Pillow is uh, Slick Rick, Rick Amorati. Use our code at checkout. Save yourself 10 to 50% off, sometimes up to 60% off. 
MyPillow 2.0, buy one, get one free. Slick Rick, what's going on in sports? Indeed, that AT looks like Mr. T tonight, man. He's rocking it out of the park. Uh, well, we'll get to sports real quick. The Knicks right now are doing a good – they're looking good tonight, Big D. In the Garden, 72-54 over the Heat, six minutes to go in the third. Big uh, looking to stave off elimination, the Knickerbockers. So we'll see what happens. That series now three games to one, game five. Lakers and Warriors tip at 10. And, uh, yeah, Warriors need to win too. Otherwise, the Lakers are moving on to the conference finals. Maple Leafs continue to shut out the Panthers. They lead one nothing. Also trying to stave off elimination with about 17 minutes to go there in the third period. Way too close to call that one. And Golden Knights and Oilers, that's a 10 p.m. puck drop. Get to a couple of quick stories here. Well, I am beyond thankful former Bills punter Matt Erasure speaks out after being cleared on rape claims. You know, these are the stories you never get to hear. You know, there's always the accusations and then there's the, you know, whatever the verdict is. I like to give this young man an opportunity to speak on the show as far as, you know, at least reading this story. And this is Warner Todd Houston of Breitbart. Uh, former Buffalo Bills punter Matt Erasure is finally speaking out almost a year after being tossed out of the NFL over an accusation of rape that prosecutors now admit was for On Tuesday, a 200-page document detailing the investigation conducted by the uh, San Diego DA's office and the police revealed that Erasure was not even present at a party during the time that a woman claims he raped her back in 2021. Now Erasure is speaking out after being exonerated by the revelation of the investigation results, Fox News reported. I am aware that the facts of this case have been made public, Erasure said on Tuesday. I am deeply gratified for the thorough work of the DA's office in San Diego and for all the witnesses willing to come forward and tell the truth. I am thankful that the facts of this case, as provided by the witnesses, will prove that what I have been saying from the beginning is, in fact, the truth. I can only hope that now people will assess me on the facts and not what was falsely claimed in both the civil suit and in the press, he continued. And there's the old press for you, right? Um, I am beyond thankful for the unwavering support of both my family and friends. They have been a rock in what have been has been a very dark eight months for me. However, now that the truth is out, I'm amazed by the thousands of emails and tweets supporting me. It has truly been a blessing to know uh, how so many people have now judged me by the facts, the former NFL player said. Erasure was accused of gang rape. I talked about this last night, so I won't get rehash all that. And We know the story. It was a ridiculous, uh, a ridiculous situation. I hope this young man gets an opportunity to come back and play Big D. He was, I think he was a rookie last year anyway, so I'd like to see maybe some team will, will take a flyer on him, give him an opportunity to, to play again. So, But uh, alright, that's a wrap in sports, Big D. Back to you. Alright, Slick Rick, very good. So there's something going on here. Now I'm convinced. The top, the, the top brass at CNN obviously have made a decision here because they just had a question from a military uh, veteran in the audience that said, what would you do to stop government intervention into small business? What? I mean, that's like a, that is like a, that's an absolute softball for any conservative. I mean, that's right down, that's a softball right down the middle. Mm. I mean, so th- they've clearly made a decision here. Oh, he just pointed to her and said, <laughs> uh, but that, but that's, I mean, I mean, you wouldn't think you'd be getting questions like that. It, I mean, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying here? Yeah. It seems like they've made a decision that they're going to try to be somewhat fair here. And she's getting smoked because yeah, probably can. they told her, you know, do what you can. But Don't worry. I mean, th- these questions right. certainly – you can't say anything about these questions being like set up or planted or this. That, I mean, that's a, home, that's a home run softball meatball for any conservative, especially somebody like President Trump who was about as good on small businesses – uh, any president in the history of this country. Hands down. I mean, so he na- nailed that one out of the park. So, oh, now they're bringing in. 
Oh, okay, it's over. I thought. Oh my God, I saw Anderson Cooper. I thought maybe. They, I thought maybe they. They called I thought maybe they'd given up on Caitlin Collins and they're bringing in the backups. He's squeeze All right. his lemon. All right, they, they went to the bullpen. Bring in the lefty. Oh, so they only went an hour and ten minutes here. Oh yeah, they can't get out of their fists. I know. Jake, Jake, Ta- Jake Tapper. Look- Jake Tapper looks like Jake Tapper looks like he needs a drink, and Anderson Cooper looks like he needs two. And of course, the Chiron what they go with right away at the end of it. Trump again refuses to acknowledge that he lost the 2020 election. Bro, that's the best they got. So that's that's the best they that's got. Pathetic. That's that's where they're going to go in all their post post town hall. They're going to try to find the the couple things. To point to, Trump again refuses to acknowledge that he lost the 2020 election. Wow. And at the start, he got a standing ovation. Yes, he did. From the CNN uh, town hall crowd. They must have loved that. Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let, let's, go back to, um, let's go back to Manchester and uh, David Zier, who just came out back outside after nice. this thing. So I thought they were going a full two hours. I guess not. They went an hour and ten. So, Mr. Zier, welcome back. <laughs> she said, "Uncle." Uh, we've been taking live. Um, we've been taking live feedback on uh, social media as we can find it and relaying it to the audience. And I guess the best thing I can say is this seemed like a WWE Friday Night SmackDown of uh, Caitlin Collins and CNN from uh, forty-five. Man, do I miss William F. Buckley. (laughs) She was awful. Yeah. She was awful. And he waved her off at the end because she was just, you know, does she work for the DNC? Or is she asking, you know, she wouldn't accept his answers no matter what he said. Um, I thought it was awful. Big failure for CNN, I got to say. And that's an objective observation. Big, big failure. Trump came out on top on this one. Well, everybody's saying that. Mike Cernovich, Trump won tonight, that's for sure. Uh, Clay Travis, Donald Trump just did an hour in the lion's den on CNN, taking everything they could possibly dish in him. Absolutely love it. Could you imagine Joe Biden doing an hour on Fox News? Would never happen. No way. Biden legitimately couldn't do it. He isn't mentally or physically capable of doing it. Um, So that's some of the live feedback we're seeing. (laughs) I felt like I was in a college dorm on a Friday night arguing with 15 freshman women. You know, uh, she was awful. Yeah. Very sophomoric. But well, the um, thing that you know, I noticed. Uh, and very disrespectful. All right, David, let's hold you through the break. we got to hit the break. We'll come back in three minutes because uh, I want to talk to you about the audience and the questions, which I think uh, seemed extremely, extremely fair and seemed like they just kind of let the questions yeah. go. Um and didn't try to sandbag them with the question. So we'll get to that when we get back live from Studio 6B. past the hour live from studio 6b we'll get to uh, david zier here in a second who's still in new hampshire after the town hall's over a couple other things uh eddie scary on twitter says okay it's honestly beyond so stupid at this point trump just called government bureaucrats left and caitlin collins said they're not left they're nonpartisan." he says yeah yeah i can't do this without novocaine <laughs> 
Joel Pollack from Breitbart says the CNN audience at this point is laughing at Caitlin Collins because she keeps trying to squeeze Trump answers into her own <clears throat> preconceived categories. It's stupid. And yes, it is funny to laugh at her at this point, continually try to do that. So uh, let's bring in David Zier. David Zier, you are listening along with us there in the commercial break to the CNN panel. <laughs> who I would classify in full meltdown mode there on the set. Uh, what you what say you? Well, that Trump Tower burger did not give me heartburn, but that <laughs> panel did. And uh, I am sick to my stomach right now. The stuff they say is so outrageous. And she was like just so catty and so out of her league. You know, um, I, I got to tell you. Um, I take back everything, anything I've ever said good about CNN right now after hearing that panel after he spoke, because I think Trump was great. And whether you didn't vote for him or not, I think he was commanding. He showed leadership. He was concise. He didn't stutter once. And, uh, you know, she, he just ripped her apart because she was obviously in the tank for the left 100 percent and i think cnn did a grave disservice to the american public tonight because i bet you 75 percent of the people agree with me even if they're not trump supporters yeah yep well david we appreciate the uh, the great coverage as always we'll try to get to your tell me a little bit about the two state senators here that you interviewed that we have these packages of uh, who are they and, and uh, what what'd you ask them well, I interviewed four uh, or five, um, so I don't know which two you have, but they're all great. This is the message for New Hampshire residents. This is the message. 700 overdoses per month just in the city of Manchester. The border is wide open. They're killing Americans. New Hampshire led the, fi the, uh, the, the country with the most deaths per capita from heroin. Now they got fentanyl mixed with methamphetamine and synthetic opioids. And the Mexican government is allowing this to happen. Biden's allowing this to happen. China is invading our country with drugs. And these people are dying. They want answers on that. And they want answers from Chris Sununu, the governor, on that. So instead of having breakfast with CNN this morning, maybe he should be addressing these issues for these people. They want choice of schools, and New Hampshire's been good on some things, and Sununu's been good on some things. They want uh, increased tuition credits so they don't have to send their kids to indoctrination camps for the left. And they also want uh, parental rights. And they're going to lose that vote, maybe. It's 201 to 197 Republican over Democrats, respectively, in the New Hampshire House. But there might be five defectors, and some Republicans could be responsible for squashing this bill next week. It will be devastating. They're going through the same thing in Maine. They're going through the same thing in Massachusetts. And, um, you know, I I'm worried for the future of our country right now. I don't know how we get out of this. Um, but, um, you know, I got to say, uh, there's great people up here in New Hampshire. And even though there's a lot of independents, they're very conservative. I love coming up here. They're really in the political mix. They like the debate and stuff. Um, but CNN's unhinged completely. Yeah. All right, David, get home safe. Thanks for joining us. And uh, great work up there, as always. The great David Zier right here live from Studio 6B. Uh, Harry Oates, I'll come to you. You watched it. We, we of course, have just seen the clips and hearing some of the feedback. Uh, anything else that you noticed, any feedback from you other than uh, just an ass whipping from the former president here? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. He destroyed her. He really did. Uh, and, and the panel, they're in like overdrive right now, watching them and listening to them. Um, but, you know, listen, I've been to a, a hundreds of rallies. And, and as soon as he got this, I mean, he was still was destroying her when he was sitting down. They put why they put them in bar stools, I don't know, instead of nice, uh, nicer chairs. But anyway, he finally, as they came back from the first break, stood up and uh, he was really on fire and, 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 
you know, she didn't have a chance. She yeah. really didn't. I think David and everybody said the same thing. Social media is popping everywhere. Yep. She didn't have a chance. All right, very good. The great Harry on the highway uh, is going to continue to watch the CNN panel. He may have to have a drink afterwards, but we'll, we'll continue to watch that. Let's do, before we do some news, let's do a quick one here. Uh, let's do, is this English, Aaron, if we can pull that up. Is this English? Let's, uh, there was a lot of focus today on Joe Biden, but the, is this English today is going to focus on his running mate. That would be the vice president, ladies and gentlemen, the vice president of the United States. Roll that. Oh, awesome. And on the issue of equity, you know, this is about, this commission is about speaking real, right? Motivated by hope and faith, uh-huh. but speaking truth about the obstacles to actually achieving all that hope and faith can drive. Everything is in context. My mother used to, she would give us a hard time sometimes and she would say to us, I don't know what's wrong with you young people. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> exists in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. <laughs> wow. wow. There Process you go. that one. Talk Ooh. about coconut trees. There you go. Yeah, you know, she's a couple know, coconuts short of a full tree. <laughs> is this English? A lot of comments I'm seeing. Could you imagine if, and it will never happen because I'll never put him on the stage, Joe Biden in this at a town hall like this, could you? They wouldn't get off the first question. Well, it would be yeah, Joe Biden on on CNN. He could probably get off the first question. It would be whether Joe Biden would do it on Fox Ooh. or on Real America's Voice. So, right. you know, with me as the moderator. Oh, how do you think that would go? Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> how do you think that would go? <laughs> That'd be crazy country, man. <laughs> I think if he just played a few crazy towns before he entered the stage. <laughs> And they'd have a heart attack in the background. Oh, my God. Damon, you get run over. Well, yeah, I probably... By by the size of his teleprompter that they try to wheel in. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. Yeah, so that's not a bad idea, Harry. Well, he would never do it. We couldn't get him to do it, so... It's it's worth, uh, you know, putting a request in. It's it's like, like, you know, just making noise. Hey, we would like a town hall meeting with uh, Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, that is, uh, moderator Damon. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yes, big big D moderator big with uh, with the big guy. Give me the big guy for 10%. <laughs> um, all right, Harry, very good. Uh, is this English featuring the vice president? There you go. Let's do some news now. We'll do some more when we get back with Rick Delgado. What's going on? All right. As New York City Mayor Adams announced plans for this Friday to bus over 300 willing migrants to the state's local suburbs, leaders in Rockland County said hotels are not equipped to handle the sudden influx of migrants. Why is this happening, you wonder? Well, of course, tomorrow, Title 42 is set to expire, and the town of Orangetown in the county of Rockland in New York State is pushing back on Adams plans to transport single adult male migrants. There are so many of these people issuing a 30-day state of emergency that prohibits other municipalities from sending migrants to the county. The town of Orangetown, it says here in a quote, and Rockland County are small localities and are not equipped to handle this sudden increase in the need for services. Orangetown Supervisor Teresa Kenny wrote, I agree that this calls for federal, not a local solution. The people that, that NYC is sending to Orangetown have been failed first by the federal government, which has not a- adequately addressed the immigrant issues, and now by the city of New York, which just so happens to be a sanctuary city. They actually asked for people to come there. 
uh, which had let people know that they would take take care of them and take them in. She said to send these people to a location that is not equipped to meet their needs is a betrayal that is often expressed uh, of that off expressed desire by New York City to be a sanctuary for them. So. Mm-hmm. Again, pushback coming against New York City Mayor uh, Eric Adams, who, you know, again, New York City is a sanctuary city. This is what you guys wanted. Yep. This is what you voted for. You said, bring us, bring us everybody. We'll take care of them. Now they can't handle it. Uh, tweet from our old friend uh, Raheem Kassam. It was obvious that in the break, Caitlin Collins must have been told by her bosses that she was getting body slammed. <laughs> but instead of becoming a better interviewer, she, she became a nasal hectorer and who, who everyone left and right is going to criticize for her performance. So, yeah, believe it or not, they were, they were floating her as uh, the replacement for Don Lemon. Uh, I think I, she just lost that job. No, I don't know about that. I think she's probably better than him. <laughs> that just tells you all you need to know about him. minutes past the hour live from studio 6b on a wednesday night sound like the blues right there sound like the blues slick rick that's what i said sound like the blues and you know president trump recently issued a warning from his mar-a-lago home he said quote our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard which will be our greatest defeat frankly in 200 years There are three reasons the central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar inflation, deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. The fact is there's one asset that has withstood famine, war, political and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times, and that, of course, is gold. And you can own it in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of our friends from the Birch Gold Group. That's right, Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't pay a penny out of your pocket. Just text America, <clears throat> send it to 989898, get your free information kit, find out what your options are today. Birch Gold will hold your hand through the whole process. Think about this. When currencies fail, gold is the safe haven. How much more time does the dollar have? Well, protect your savings with gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, countless five-star reviews. Text America to 989898. Get your free information kit on gold. Again, text America to 989898 and do it today. All right, 31 past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday. Chat is fired up tonight. I saw someone said, party in the chat. Let's go. And that's exactly what's going on. Everybody with their feedback on uh, the SmackDown that happened on CNN tonight. Um, Yeah, I think people pretty much all have the same, uh, same feeling on what happened, so... 
does everybody think like there was enough policy covered? That's that's really what I having not watched it. Yeah, we didn't really watch it. Yeah, I know he tried to. St- he started talking about like he talked about the inflation stuff. He you know he he hit the greatest hits um, about what was going on in the country during his presidency. So I'm sure he got her because he did talk about Ukraine. She asked him a. a she said, "Oh, it sounds like you don't want Ukraine to win this war," and he's like, "I don't think it's about winning or losing." It's about trying to stop this war, which he said he could do in day one. Uh, the so. town hall hit everybody's pleasure centers. CNN gets to broadcast outrage over the oh-so-troubling Trump. Trump gets to shellac the CNN host. The only people who lose out are those who are hoping for, you know, some serious answers to serious questions. So I was just wondering if that uh, was accurate. Was there, there enough policy covered tonight? Did people feel there was enough policy covered? Or was it more of the kind of WWE back and forth stuff? Uh, yeah, like Free Grandma says she wouldn't let him talk. Um, TJ7T4 says, grab your own package and lick the world. I like that one. <laughs> I like, the, I like, I like that. It's, you saved like 10 bucks. Lot, so. um, <laughs> the president tried moron, kept interrupting him. <laughs> the chat. So uh, You got to check out what Cat Turd just posted on... Uh... On Twitter. All right, let's do Crazy Town. No, <laughs> Biden was out and about spewing uh, nonsense today in New York, no less. Kathy Holko was the warm-up act. I went through her speech, couldn't find one thing to even use. Uh, but the, when they brought Biden out after Hochul talked, Gillibrand talked, that lunatic Bowman talked, and then Biden came out, and well, let's just say it didn't get off to a, uh, <clears throat> well, to a great start. Roll it. It is my privilege to introduce to you our president of the United States of America, Joe Biden. All right. <laughs> Come on, Joe. Joe. He, they announced you, Joe. They already announced hello, you. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, hey. <laughs> Ooh. Oops. I have one question. What Oops. did you play? Huh? And she's helping New York lead the way, making things in America. And I mean, oh. making things in America, not importing them, making them. Any educate, any any state that out educates us, any country that out educates us, is going to outcompete us. You may remember, in the State of the Union, I got our Republican colleagues to agree somewhat spontaneously. <laughs> My son went to Iraq for a year. Was one of the healthiest guys in his outfit. Came back with stage four glioblastoma, having lived just a couple, less than a quarter mile from one of those major burn pits. It's unusual language we use with presidents these days. They say I'm lying when I say that. I'm not being solicitous. What we should be doing, and I'm proposing when I try to finish this job, and proposing that we, for example, if we start instead of Head Start, which they want to cut 21,000 Head Start spots in this, this state alone, we should be sending, all the studies show that if we sent, no matter what the background of a child, if we sent that child to a school at age three, learning reading, writing, and arithmetic, age three and four and five, we end up increasing by 56% the chance they'll graduate from high school 
I believe in cutting spending and cutting the deficit. Is that a question? One, didn't, one part didn't kick until January 1. We said the price of insulin and other drugs, the, the price of insulin would be reduced to $35. How, let me put this How many of you know someone with type 1 or 2, <laughs> type one or type 2 diabetes? No one earning less than $400,000 is going to see a single penny in increase in their taxes under me. Not a single penny. They haven't yet and they won't. Just, not, I, I'm not talking about 70% tax rates. No, I'm, I'm being deadly earnest. I'm not being a wise guy. Republicans have been consistent <laughs> goes the last out. 10 years cutting the number of IRS agents. I wonder why. Typical middle-class family. My dad, we lived in a three-bedroom split-level home. And a, oh, and a, I had to look back on and wonder how thin those walls were for my mom and dad. But at any rate, and how many of, you know, you know, like I said, for, 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 uh, taking on climate change, you know people who come from the people like, for example, up in Scranton where I came from. Just we have to remember who in God's name we are. We're the United oh, States of America. There's go. nothing, nothing beyond our capacity if we work together. God bless you all and may God protect our troops. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We got to fight. We're going to win this fight. Thank you. Uh-oh. Oh, where do I go? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he's got it. Oh, oh man. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. That Biden really is stupid. <laughs> oh, that's an understatement. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Good oh. gravy. Good gravy is oh. right. That was a, that was one of the most nonsensical run-on sentences. If anybody should have been, he should still be in elementary school. The way, he, the way that sentence played out was just... A complete and utter. It it was the Caitlin Collins of 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 sentences, just a disaster. I want to uh, take this opportunity to congratulate the live from Studio Six B audience in the chat, specifically on Getter, our friends on Getter, the smartest audience in television. Oh, yeah. uh, I want to congratulate them for being absolutely dead nuts on it when I asked <laughs> the question last week, and they were. I have to say, I love our friend John Solomon. But I, I posed this exact question to John Solomon based on the audience's reaction in your poll that we took a live poll here on the show. What was the percentage that you put on the uh, FBI turning over the um, that document, the HB 23, whatever, whatever the hell it's called? Oh, yeah. That was and, due today. And that was due today. And the yes. majority of the audience put on a zero or negative uh, chance of it getting turned over and i noticed in the new york post today headline fbi refuses to give congress informant file alleging biden took bribes as vice president oops the fbi has refused to give congress an informant file alleging that president biden took bribes while he was vice president the post has now learned setting up a possible showdown over access to the information. So congratulations to this audience. Having nailed it exactly right, which was 0% that they were going to get it by today. 0.0. Zero, as Joe Biden would say, (laughs) Z-E-R. Zero. Oh, man. Yeah. You know what? I guess... The FBI just goes and confirms that, yeah, there's something in there we don't want you to see. 
Simple as that. Must be true because we don't want to show you. If there was nothing to it, they'd be like, yeah, have at it. Uh, there's nothing here. You can investigate it yourself. But we know the answer. Yeah. Sorry. So there you go. Um, all right, let's do some more news here. And here with the news is Rick Delgado. What's going on, pal? All right. Well, um, let's go with this one. A 20-year veteran of a Chicago prosecutor quit his job and wrote a blistering letter to his colleagues on his way out the door, blasting the city's stupid leaders. Sounds like Trump. Uh, stupid leaders and declaring that they set the city on a course for disaster. Jason Poge, a felony trial attorney. Put in his two weeks notice with the city at the end of April. Before he left, however, he sent a goodbye letter to 85 colleagues explaining why the city's insistence on following a popular political agenda has made Chicago more dangerous for everyone. He said in his letter, the simple fact is that the state and the county have set themselves up on a course to disaster. And the worst part about it is that the agency for whom I work for has backed literally every policy change that had the predictable and predicted outcome of more crime and more people getting hurt. Pose wrote, referring to the office of Cook County uh, State Attorney General Kim Fox. Bond reform designed to make sure that no one stays in jail while their cases are pending with no safety net to handle more criminals on the streets, shorter parole periods, uh, lower sentences for repeat offenders, malicious and unnecessary prosecution of law enforcement officers, overuse of diversion programs, intentionally not pursuing prosecutions for crimes lawfully on the books after being passed by our legislator and signed by the governor all of these so-called reforms had the direct negative impact with consequences that will last for a generation uh his letter did not mention uh kim fox by name uh but he did reference stupid state attorney policies uh, he also remarked how he respected his colleagues who were willing to stay despite the difficulties. He said, many years ago, my family found a nice quiet corner on the, on the suburbs. Now my son, who is only five, hears gunfire while playing in the neighborhood park and a drug dealer is open air selling behind my house. I will not raise my son here. I'm fortunate enough to have the means to leave and escape. So my entire family is leaving the state of Illinois. Period. That was from uh, assistant... Uh, like I said, his name is uh, Poge, the attorney, uh, state attorney, Jason Poge, felony trial attorney, who quit his job and wrote that scathing letter about the uh, the people in Chicago and of Illinois in particular. Okay. You want another one? Sure you do. MTV News shuts down. What? MTV does news? Oh, they used to. Oh, yes, and I guess it was still on the air. I didn't know. Uh, but they're shutting down as a result of layoffs at Paramount. The news division shuttering comes less than a week after Paramount's global first quarter earnings call during the company posted significant losses and an 11% drop in ad revenue. In a memo to employees that said you're fired, uh, Tuesday, Chris McCarthy, the president and CEO of Showtime and MTV, said uh, things like yellow and yellow jackets will continue, but the company feels that the pressure from broader economic headwinds is forcing us to close. So there you have it. Another institution of fake news closes up. All right, live from Studio 6B, we'll do a little more sports. Wrap it up for a Wednesday night right after this.
13 to the hour live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday night. Glad you've been part of the program as always. Great Harry on the highway joined us tonight to come monitor CNN and the smackdown that was going on over there. Slick Rick's been doing sports. Delgado's been doing news. Aaron and Fran holding it down. The great David Zier live from... Where were we? Rhode <laughs> New Island? Hampshire. New Hampshire. Hampshire. New Hampshire. Uh, from New Hampshire. You were close. Hey, you're in the market. I'm 51. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, That's the excuse oh, for me. Oh, I'm 51 New now. Hampshire. How, how can I be expected to, to know things? Well, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing now? I don't even know. Well, let's do the WTF of the day. We haven't done that. Nano, no, no. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know either. Yeah, that, that'll I, be when he turns 52. I know this. The WTF of the day is up next, and this guy... We'll never get confused with anyone that just came out of a Mensa meeting. I'll tell you that. Roll it. I'm crazy. Those folks who are coming across are the ones who are helping to put food on our table. Without them, we're not able to eat. If you if you turn them away, if if all of them were uh, turned away. And then you, this legislation passed, making it easier to get at people who are already here legally, and you have no immigration, then we would have no food on our plates. We would have no, nobody taking care of uh, the building, the construction of our uh, homes. We would have nobody cleaning up in the hospitals. Uh, you know, honest work that deserves an honest day's pay. You know, that's the kind of system that we need to have in this country. Immigration is important. <laughs> He's still my favorite. Hank, tip over Johnson. Oh. There he is. Oh. <laughs> He's tipsy, all right. <laughs> I, I love the fact that, that every job that he mentions is like the medial job. Like, hey, this is all they're good for. You know, when he thinks of immigration, he thinks of somebody cleaning up crap in a hospital. Yeah. Of mowing along, of picking food out of a, out of a field so he can eat it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, we'll have no food the on worst. the table, he says. Right. What is that statement? What is that? That is an elected official. When he talks about an honest day's Scary. work, he's not talking about the job he currently has. Holy moly. That's, that's unbelievable. <laughs> that's unbelievable, this guy. And they just keep, sure, he's Hank great. Hank tip over Johnson. Send him back. <laughs> Broke spoke. Hank goes cow tipping. Uh, <laughs> I like that one. Yep. Would the cow tip over? He jumps over the moon first. Oh. What the hell is he talking what about? The, yeah, someone in the chat just said, what the <laughs> F planet is he on? Exactly. That's like, like a pretty racist statement, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Ah, good point. I mean, you God, know. wouldn't have any food in our table. Anyone to clean the toilet. Anyone to, <laughs> yeah. It was like Pelosi like uh, six months ago. She was like, we don't have anybody to pick the fruit down in Florida. We can't be sending, <laughs> any, can't be sending right. them to New York. Who's going to pick the fruit and the vegetables, she said. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who's who's going to sell me a bag of oranges on a street corner? It's amazing when they say the quiet part out loud. So amazing. <laughs> They're so terrible. Uh, if you haven't seen Miranda Devine today in the New York Post, I'm not going to get into the whole thing. She's got a great piece. Uh, Deep State can't cover for the scale 
of this Biden corruption. And uh, she says, if the bombshells unleashed at Wednesday morning House Oversight Press Conference had been about the corruption of a Republican president via millions of dollars in foreign bribes to his family, the clamor for impeachment would have been deafening. Of course, Joe Biden has the protection of not only the deep state, but the unscrupulous Democratic lawyers, and so accountability will be slower, though no less certain, she says. Um, so that's an, it's an interesting piece. I've shared it on our social media. I would encourage you to go read it. Uh, I'm basically saying that even the deep state can't cover for the depths of what we're going to find out about Joe Biden. And like I said at the opening of the show, like any good mob boss, Joe has tried to cover his tracks and give him some plausible deniability and, and a nose, uh, an arm's length reach away. But um, there's no one else that can explain this other than Joe Biden. So he needs to be asked the questions. Whether that's a special prosecutor from the um, Department of Justice, which I'm not holding my breath on, but how that hasn't happened is, I mean, just unexplainable. Yeah, he's the only one that can answer these basic, simple questions. Why, Why did every family member of the Bidens, three generations worth, get all the same amount wires sent to these different accounts? Why do you have 20 LLCs? Why is your granddaughter getting a wire from, Chi- from the communist Chinese? Start with those basic questions. Give us the answer to those first. Yeah, and I think a, a very good forensic accountant uh, should be called in to go and start digging through the entire family and their finances. Because if it's what they're saying it is, um, you, you got some explaining to do. Again, all these, all these LLCs, these companies, they don't do anything. It's not like they're, they're, they're creating widgets or they're making microchips or they're offering new technology. They're, they don't do anything. They exist as a transfer point for, for money. That's it. That's all they're doing. Nobody can point to, oh, this is, you know what, we're using, the, this company does this. They're experts at this type of thing. Nothing. Zero. Nada. Slick Rick, any other sports you want to get to quickly? Let me just get this. I want quick... to get to this Byron Donalds clip. Yeah, let me just give oh, you some wait. quick scores. All right. Uh, and one story. Um, okay, so the Knicks right now lead the Heat 103-98-331 to go in the fourth. Uh, check that 103-100 point game. Knicks, again, oh. holding on for life in the garden. They need to win tonight in order to keep moving on. Series is now 3-1. to one. Lakers and Warriors tip at 10. And it's all over in Florida. Florida, the Maple Leafs have finally won a game in the series. It's three games to one as they beat the Panthers two to one earlier tonight. And just one quick story, a little bit of good news, I think. 20 seconds. Uh, okay. Cardinals Kyle Murray donates 25000 to families of Allen, Texas, mass shooting victims. Very nice move by uh, the uh, Arizona Cardinals quarterback there. And that's a wrap in sports. Byron Donalds went on CNN into the Lions' den, and here's what he said. Well, a couple of things. First of all, town halls are for the voters, not for the press not for the person who's the moderator. Caitlin spent more time interjecting her own viewpoints or her own look, views on the situation. Me, the, the, hold, those are actually hold, facts. Hold, now, are you, hold on. Are you guys not going to interject your well, views on here? Do I get a chance to right, speak now? If you're speaking okay, falsely, wait a second, wait a those second, were facts. Wait a 
The town hall is for the president to speak to the voters of New Hampshire, not for this back and forth well, that's with, with media. Who that's number that? one. Hold on. That's, hold on. That's number one. Number two, with respect to Ukraine, I totally disagree. He did not say he was just going to give over Ukraine the way you intimate, Van. He did not say that. What he said was, said was, is that he would actually look for a solution to end it quickly. He put 24 hours on it, but let's be very clear. What Joe Biden has done has been a disaster because initially with Ukraine. Joe Biden wanted to give Vladimir Zelensky a, a ride out of Dodge. He wanted to give him a plane ride. And it wasn't until people in Moscow, in Ukraine, here in the United States said this invasion is wrong, that Joe Biden reversed course. Do you want a victory in Ukraine? I'm just trying to respond to everything that's been coming up on the table. Last thing, let me say this. Um, we spent 20, 22, 23 minutes talking about January 6th. Uh, we could have been talking about a whole lot of other issues instead of do doing that for the first half hour or so. But let me be very clear. What was said in this town hall about National Guard troops that were authorized by, Clayton, by Caitlin was wrong. I'm on the oversight committee. I was in two hearings on January 6th. It was testified in oversight that Donald Trump authorized National Guard troops on January 4. He followed up in the call with then acting Secretary of Defense on January 5, trying to see where the deployment was on those troops. That is testimony in the Oversight Committee. Everybody testified in Oversight Committee when Nancy Pelosi was Speaker of the House, except one organization, and that was the Capitol Police. You read the Nancy Pelosi would not allow that. The, it, I'm, tell, well, I'm telling you what was testified to in the Oversight what, Committee right. under oath. Well, let me just correct. Bye. Boom. As always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines. Thanks to everybody on the show. Thanks to David Zier. Thanks to the great Harry on the highway. Aaron, Fran, thank you. Most of all, thank you, the live from Studio 6B audience. We'll see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. right here, Real America's Voice, live from Studio 6B. We'll see you then.